Activate your personal shield and get your trade to level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. In this episode, we have a very special guest. Hello there, my name is Elliot from Battlefront Updates. In this episode, we're going over our thoughts on Battlefront 2, what we want, and uh, the different aspects that we would like to see in that game. So, Battlefront 2 launching this year. I'm, I'm. It's crazy to think that we're going to get uh, Battlefront 2 this year alongside the Last Jedi. <laughs> it's like mind blowing. But what do you want to see overall for Battlefront 2? Do you want to see like a a new, like a big change, or do you want to kind of transition into something a little different? Um, I would say a little bit of both. I'm kind of torn on exactly what I want, but I think that the main thing they can do is just take the current game, which, I mean, it was successful, although it got a lot of critique, um, and just look at, like, the main concerns. Uh, I was, like, content, like, too little content. They want more eras, which they've said we're going to get, and the single-player campaign, which we will also get, yeah. and more game gameplay depth, which I'm hoping... Uh, that they will add, maybe like some sort of mix of, not Battlefield, but, you know, somewhere in between. Um, and I just hope they take all that, uh, well, feedback from the first game and make it into a, a bigger second game. And I'm hoping that the second game is going to be something um, a little bit like, almost like Destiny, yeah. where it's something they can build upon. They won't just have, okay, we have our four paid DLCs and then it's, done then we make another battlefront game then you keep doing it every two years but i'd rather see it be something bigger and something they can expand on simply yeah we did a whole episode on uh what destiny and battlefront can mean because that is something that you really have to think about now that the uh, that destiny 2 is also coming out at around the same time um so that could be cool to see uh where we get this base that's much more robust than Battlefront 1 was. And then they continue to add these different things on top of that. Like, a lot of people were saying with Battlefront 2 or Battlefront 1 how they would like to see uh, them continue with... Well, they'd like to continue with the Destiny style and the first game to where they just expand on the stuff that they have already and add new things. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And I think that... I don't remember exactly what they said, but it sounded like it was going to contain original trilogy, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I think, considering that there's just not too much you can do, at least graphically, in two years. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to keep parts of... Uh, I would say that something that they tend to not keep, DICE in general, is like maps. So although they have like assets made you know, for Hoth, for Tatooine, I think we're probably going to get, maybe not all, but some of the planets... From from the current game, since they have have all the graphics, they have done all the uh, phot- photogrammetry scanning and things like that. But hero models, like why just don't just why not just add the same heroes and then build upon it so we can get two or three or four times as many heroes because they already start off with uh, wait how many do we have twelve heroes right now? Um, uh, fourteen actually. Oh wait, fourteen. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. <laughs> um, and I feel like they. I mean, there's no way they can make an original trilogy game and not have like Luke in it or Darth Vader. Yeah. That's just not going to happen because people are going to get really pissed off. So I, I think that that's going to be a big help for them. 
actually ran a poll on Twitter. Let me pull it up. And it was uh, which of the three original heroes and villains would you like to see? Uh, let's see, 358 votes and then 70% Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Something very similar on the hero side. Let me pull it up. Uh, 74% out of 388 votes for Luke Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. they, at least my followers and the people who retweeted it, very much want to see uh, lightsaber wielders in the next game. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, they're the two biggest biggest heroes by far. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be awesome to see, like you're saying, uh, them carrying over all of the heroes that they already have. Like, even if it was just the main original, that would be six on, on the, at the start of the game instead of the... Uh, we could have six at the start of the game and then they have the uh, bring in the multiple eras section, which would be maybe Rogue One heroes, uh, sequel trilogy heroes, and maybe uh, prequel heroes. Because mm-hmm. that would... Uh, Sam, he continuing playing is very much uh, a part of the the heroes. Like, I believe in one episode he said he wouldn't play Battlefront if it was, wasn't for the heroes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I believe, uh, have feel the same way to where they want to see the heroes that they love from Battlefront 1, uh, from Battlefront 1 and then bring them over to Battlefront 2 while also bringing in maybe we could have old uh, Han Solo, old Chewbacca, probably not Chewbacca, um, but like the older characters that could possibly work or just have the original uh, original heroes and then bring in the uh, Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I hope they won't make the old versions of them because I think it would be kind of a waste of resources if we had old Luke, young Luke, old Han, uh, young Han. I think I, I wouldn't mind if we had a young Han in like, uh, a uh, sequel era planet or something like that because that's some people might say it breaks the immersion or whatever but uh, I hope to just add more characters instead of making like the old versions of them yeah because it's just that's just visual a visual thing basically and I'm sure of course that Luke will probably be quite different in uh, uh, The Last Jedi in terms of how he fights compared to the original trilogy but still yeah. Yeah, I hope. I think I agree with you. Heroes are a very big part of Battlefront. Like, if you compare it to Battlefield, they have the elite classes, which are sure they're a cool thing, but it's not like people would quit the game because because they remove them. Whereas Battlefront is kind of a unique shooter where it's like, oh, here's a, here's a shooter like Battlefield, but we also have almost like an Overwatch element in it with really unique heroes. So it's it's a kind of unique. Uh, way to like have a, a multiplayer shooter to be honest when you think about it and like uh, with with paul kesslin he was saying that the hero skins are a lot of work because they have to uh, communicate with lucasfilm wait for them to get back with the certain details they have to go in and scan the particulars uh, for the actual skins like they can't just put uh, a stormtrooper or they could but it wouldn't like fly with lucasfilm on luke skywalker which is one of the reasons that took so long to get because they would have to get him uh, the hairdo that he had in a new hope when they were wearing that it's like all these different aspects and now that you say the extra time that could be could uh, that would have to be put in i would definitely see them or i would definitely prefer them putting that time that they would put into the skins into some other aspect of the game maybe working on more heroes that would definitely be good to see yeah i agree i feel i've 
I'm one of those who get a little bit annoyed when people, like the top posts on Reddit are, we need those skins, it's wrong to see Leia here, like, do you have any idea how, how, how long it would take to create a model with the higher resolution that DICE has, and then yeah. have it, and then, and, and then have Lucasfilm being there like, no, that hair is wrong, or that clothes are wrong, whatever, that's, that's like a lot of manpower just to get some different visuals, I mean, I'll agree that it's pretty cool when you see, like, Leia on Endor, because that's, I mean, that's kind of rare, it's like one out of five planets and then someone actually has to po- pick Leia and every time I see her I'm like oh wait she actually actually has a skin here so it's it's pretty cool but it's not like I would prioritize that over I don't know let's see a new weapon or whatever you could get for the same amount of time could you see dice adding different game modes to battlefront like this the similar game modes from battlefront one to battlefront two uh, you mean like carry over some of the game modes yeah um, I would say, I think, like, some of the core ones, maybe, like, Walker Assault, because, I mean, that's been by far the most popular game mode, um, so I don't see them removing that, and uh, same thing for Heroes vs. Villains, that's kind of, like, been in Battlefront 2, like, original, and this Battlefront game, and I think it's one, it's one of the most popular game modes, so that one, I think, will probably come as well, but for, I know that they have like almost too many game modes now it's like how many is it with dlcs it must be like 13 game modes or something let's see there were there i believe there were 13 at launch let's see here were really that many at launch then there must be like 17 right now (laughs) um see we've got fighter squadron we've got heroes versus villains we've got hero hunt uh we've got walker assault we've got supremacy we've got let's see here we've got cargo we've got droid run that's seven Blast 8, Drop Zone 9. So it was not 9 at launch, I believe. And now we have 5 extra if you count the Jack Turning Point plus the 4 DLC. So that's, yeah, that's 14, 14 game modes. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit too much for a multiplayer game because it's like adding a paid DLC that splits the community and also having them in 14 different rotations just splits the community even further. Like, I've had. Like I've, I've played almost all game modes. Like, hmm, today I want to play this, and today I want to play that. But I'd rather see them... Like, I know Hero Hunt is mo- most likely going to get scrapped because everyone hates it except me and a few other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, th- I feel like that they could do something where in Overwatch, like, you have different game modes in the same rotation. A little bit like the DLC playlists, but uh, where they are a bit more similar. So it's not going to be like, oh, you're going for Fighter Squadron and do Walker Assault. But uh, you have them... Um, like y- y- they would be so similar that it's okay to have them in the same rotation, yeah, but not too far away from each other that you will be annoyed. That yeah, kind of like you understand. Uh, yeah, I understand. Like Walker Salt to Supremacy, similarly like that, but have maybe Walker Salt and then a shoot off of Walker Salt in that same roundup. I do think that would uh, be cool to see. Yeah, I mean, just having like right now you can queue for four to play game modes, but uh, when you do get into the Walker Assault game, you will only play Walker Assault. So just having that for the player play uh, playlist, but instead actually switching between the game modes and not just like yeah, right now they just randomize. Oh, there, there was a spot in the in the Walker Assault rotation, so now we're gonna play Walker Assault until you queue for something else. So if that forty player rotation actually had like okay, here's two rounds of Walker Assault, here's two rounds of Turning Point, and here's two rounds of Supremacy, then that would be a way to not split the community within the game as much and still give you some variation without having to switch game modes. 
Yeah, and that is the biggest problem with multiplayer shooters is this the division of the community. Like some people will play this game mode, some people play this game mode, and then this the smaller game mode that uh, there's a hardcore fan base uh, play, but they don't have a lot of people. They will get left in the dust. I would say Hero Hunt may be a, an, an example of that, or uh, Droid Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those two might be. Although I like Droid Run, I'm not sure how, how the community feels about it. And I think there's probably going to be a couple of scraps game modes. And I'm sure they won't they need to add something new as well. Like Even if, sure, they have a lot of good game modes now, it would be kind of weird if they had like only game modes this game they're they're gonna have to create some new game modes somehow um, and i hope they create something that's like walker assault which is kind of unique it's not going to be just hey, here's a conquest version or here's a uh, yeah i know some people want conquest but uh, like i hope they create yeah like stuff that's star wars basically not just take game modes from other popular shooters yeah and then and- slap them into battlefront but use the different like whether it's the 880 or capital ships or uh, like something like that and base the game mode around that instead of basing it around other games yeah like uh cargo or extraction i mean extraction was it took cues from other game modes in other games and uh, game modes in battlefront but then it turned it star wars like we don't know what the cargo is under that under that tarp which is like that is star wars just to take this thing that you don't know and then deliver it somewhere else that that's basically a new hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think extraction seems seems to be one of the most popular DLC modes. So that's also one I hope we'll get in uh, at launch of uh, Battlefront Two or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, and we will get into that later because that is a that is something I'm very interested to know. Going on to DLC, how would you like them to handle? DLC. Um, yeah, so I've made some videos about this before, and that's uh, like the, I think what everyone wants. Like they need, if, if we want to get like a lot of content after launch, they're gonna have to make money some way. Like if you look at all the games that say, "Oh, hey, everything is free here," well, you either get like super little content, or you need, or they have microtransactions. And yeah. I'd rather have uh, some type of microtransactions. Than like getting just one map every three months because or that, in that case I might as well just pay for the content I don't care yeah. if it splits the community so I just as long as we get the content at least as much as with this game but that doesn't split the community then I'd prefer to have microtransactions whether it's cosmetics only or or something like that because I mean they need to make the money somehow and I, I mean it's kind of promising when since the CFO Blake Jorgensen said that they're like hey we wanna kind of move all our franchises a little bit towards how they do it in FIFA and NHL where you open like uh, like the ultimate team thing where you open packs and so on. Yeah. So they've already said that openly that they're willing to go that way, but it sounds like it's going to be in the future. Um, I just hope that, they, that they've taken that step with the next game and that the next game won't just be like this one. Hey, here's a season pass with four paid DLCs. And here's five different like uh, playlists that's gonna split up the community. So I'm just hoping they will add stuff gradually and that they will have it uh, for free and then support it through microtransactions or maybe do it like where the things that actually do split the community, which is you know maps and game modes. If that those will be free, but then maybe you need to pay for the heroes and weapons because uh, that would that would be something like in between. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming that they're 
probably wait the game is um, the game is probably going to be released before the movie like with yeah, the last say. time and in that case I'm assuming they might do like a Battle of Jakku style thing where they release a DLC or whatever it's going to be called uh, fairly like a month or two after the release that's going to cover like episode 8 um, yeah, so that's definitely. that's kind of like that would be definitely be my first guess for DLC uh, if it's not in the base game which it might be but I don't see that happening because of the secrecy of Lucasfilm I would definitely see them doing episode 8 DLC like right off the bat and what I want for the DLC is to have consistent DLC throughout its lifespan so maybe have not like not a huge DLC but maybe a smaller DLC like we got with um the Battle of Jakku or like even a little bit smaller than that but to have a DLC pack release a month that would be awesome mm-hmm. um yeah I agree that it's something to keep the game alive without having people who come back after a few months feel like oh hey my friends are playing but I gotta spend more money to actually join them so I'm not gonna do that yeah that's what happened with our cousins we we had we bought the DLC bef- we bought we bought the season pass before it was even released like right off the bat and uh, they didn't so we were playing the new heroes and stuff while they couldn't sadly that is again that is the biggest thing about DLC is how it separates the community like you were saying it'd be awesome if they were ha- if they would have uh, paid weapons and heroes because that doesn't really separate it like you can play. Uh, heroes versus villains with the new heroes and it not mess up anything like it doesn't cause other people to not be able to play the game while game modes and maps are definitely something that separate the community exactly yeah so i think that's that's that was one way or or we can just i mean if we just look at generally in many multiplayer games like i don't know like any shooter it's mostly okay we give you free stuff but you can buy cosmetics whether it's overwatch h1z1 like battlefield one now even but that's kind of battlefield one has both of them they have both paid dlc and you know paid cosmetics so i'm assuming there that's kind of like a testing ground uh where they want to see hmm like like i'm curious i wonder how much they made from the paid battle packs compared to from the paid dlc i mean in Battlefield 1, at least for someone who doesn't play it a lot, those cosmetics are kind of not that interesting because, I mean, it's World War One. You can't run around with a pink rifle. That's sort of how it, how it would be in uh, in Battlefront, but at least you could have, like, races. Like, you could just have tons of races. Cause that would be, that's like a huge change, and it's very interesting, and you could have a lot of different uh, Imperial troopers uh, or whatever. Like, if they have multiple eras, there's obviously going to be a lot of skins. Maybe not that you customize individual parts to, like, colors and stuff uh, or they have different skins on the weapons but more uh, yeah but they're just going to be more interesting cosmetics compared to a world war one game that's for sure yeah there are so many different types of imperials and rebels I, I i definitely see them having more customizations than the original because um what was it wasn't it just two customizations for the imperials when the game launched the scout trooper yeah. and the shadow trooper yeah, I think you're right. That was the only... Yeah, that's right. And then, like, five for the Rebels. So hopefully they even that out right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully no helmetless, helmetless Stormtroopers from launch. I think they learned from their mistake there. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious uh, when we were talking with Dennis Brownville and he explained the story about that. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> just a little. They were they were like, "Hey, let's try this out," and then the community was just like, "No." <laughs> Wait, I want the old grandma stormtrooper. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grandma stormtrooper is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think they will do that mistake again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing that. I think it's the world of video games is awesome in that the sequels are pretty much always better than the originals. Yeah, at least for uh, it, it's some often for multiplayer games, but single player games it's usually the other way around. <laughs> yeah, like when there's a story involved, that is a lot of the time worse. Like like movies. Um, but like multiplayer games, they learn their lessons throughout the years. Uh, what the, especially if you listen to the community, like we're originally from, uh, the Nintendo background where Nintendo's like, you have no, you, you don't know what you want. We know what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, while dice, like I was super surprised that first of all, they communicated, uh, communicated with the community. Um, and then when I reached out to have them on the podcast, they were like, Yeah. Uh, that would be fun it's like what this game that we put like hundreds of hours into um we get to talk to the people that made it that is that is awesome yeah i mean they really they really care about the community that's why they have the game changer program and where a lot of people like me get to give feedback before it's launched uh, like they really they've learned that okay listening to the community it's pretty good because that's how they buy your games if they're happy with what they're getting. And instead of like N- Nintendo has always been pretty bad with the community, as far as I understand, especially yes. on YouTube. Like they like to just claim every YouTuber's videos because we don't want your free promotion. We're gonna make money from it by claiming it instead. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was. I remember when that happened, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, Nintendo, why?" Yeah, I think they're still doing it. Like for the. For everything, basically, they just have that little old, old school CEOs who don't know yeah. about new technology. They're just like they're recording our games. Give us money for it. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, that's one of the reasons I really like Xbox. Like Phil Spencer, he is an awesome guy. When Nintendo launched the Switch, he was just like, "I'm excited for the future of video games and what this could bring." Like he loves video games, no matter what you're playing them on, mm-hmm. um, and you can see that through playing Xbox games on the PC, which a lot of people don't like, but a lot of people do like. Now let's go into Battlefront Two Worlds. Like we we kind of mentioned this earlier in the episode, but bringing in some of the worlds from Battlefront One to Battlefront Two. Uh, because Tatooine's still there, unless a new Death Star-type weapon has blown it up. Uh, Indoor's <laughs> still there. All of these planets, except for Alderaan, are there. Um, so, which ones would you like to see? Like, personally, uh, if we're talking about the worlds from this game, I'm kind of tired of all the sand planets. I, I don't yeah. like the Tatooine, Tatooine maps in general, or like I like the the Jabba, Jabba's Palace maps; those are a lot of fun. But like the Tatooine uh, Walker Assault map is not that fun, in my opinion. And I, I personally would like. I think Endor is probably the highest on my lister. Yeah. And then I can understand that Hoth is kind of like classic, you know, Walker Assault Hoth. They, they might have something like that. And Sullust, I don't really know. It's like it was cool to see a new planet, but I'm not a huge fan. Like I'm a, I like the planet, but I don't like the the Sullust map in terms of gameplay. But again, if they're making new maps, uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think 
like you, you talked about that they're still there, and it's quite interesting. Uh, I was thinking about like if they're gonna have well sequel era and original trilogy at least. Like, what if they had Endor, but how Endor looked during the sequel era? Like, yes. it would be changed. Uh, like, I don't know if that's the kind of what they're planning to do, or if they're just going to have it like the old Battlefront games where, okay, this era is going to be on this planet, and et cetera, et cetera. But it would be cool. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be hard if, well, I'm guessing that those five planets are probably not going to be in the. Uh, in The Last Jedi, maybe one of them, but not all five. So they're not going to be able to base it off the movies. Yeah. Uh, but they would have to be like, ask Lucas, like, hey, what happened on Tatooine 30 years after A New Hope? Can we use that in the game? Um, it's hard to say whether they go with the classic Battlefront style and split it up, or if they do like, we suggested to just do it like it looks. Maybe maybe it just looks the same, or it just completely burned down Endor or something. Every, every map looks like Survivors of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah, like dead Ewoks everywhere, and like yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so terrible. You're like, yeah, I'm playing Endor and in the sequel trilogy, and then there's just Ewoks falling from the villages. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. I was just, I was talking and um, we're discussing how the Ewoks are cannibals, even though they don't eat other Ewoks, they eat humans. <laughs> it's like, that's not a cannibal. <laughs> no, that, not really. Oh, but like, you could definitely see maybe like dead sword stormtroopers on Endor or whatever, like after the fact, have um, like just the, the helmets of the stormtroopers all across the 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 trees and everything because like when you think about that it would be so awesome to see what happened after we left this world like in a new hope uh, empire strikes back or the, uh, return of the jedi it's like that is something that they would i i would love to see and i think it'd be cool for them just to go in like ask lucasfilm so what happens at this point if we were going to do that yeah, exactly. And I know there's been a couple of aftermath books that cover. I haven't personally read them, um, but I'm not. They might be talking a little bit about because I know that a lot of you know you get to learn the faith of a lot of characters in them, and I'm sure that there's there's hints in those books that you know they could refer to, like yeah. base the maps of if they go with the whole uh, thirty years later on Endor style maps. Uh, in that case, they could probably use those books. And I mean, they keep coming out with those books all the time. There was one called, you know. Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. Yes. So they might make another one called whatever the next game is going to be called. And then they like base either the game of the book or the other way around. Yeah, I, I read uh, Battlefront Twilight Company and it was, I really liked it. I like how the books are taking different apo- approaches to storytelling um, before Rogue One happened. Like they're taking these unknown characters, they're putting you into these unknown situations and then expanding upon that. Um, I have read like four or five Star Wars books and they've all been really good. I tried reading Aftermath, but I couldn't really get into it. Um, but from what I've heard, it explains a lot of what happened. And I read um, the Princess Leia one before the rise of the Resistance. And that mm-hmm. was a very cool look into what happens, uh, what happened for the rise of the First Order and the rise of the Resistance. I read Aftermath. Yeah, so 
how did they handle the different worlds in Aftermath? Um, I don't actually remember what it's about. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, but I, I do remember they introduced Dengar as an old bounty hunter, which yeah. is really awesome. Okay. I'd love to see an old Dengar in the next Battlefront game. That yes. Would <laughs> what would be awesome is if they had a bounty hunter only uh, game mode. That would be awesome. Yeah, personally, like, well, I know people wanted Luke and Vader, which I can understand for iconic reasons, but I've always thought the bounty hunters in this game were the most fun to play gameplay-wise, and I liked all the unknown characters like 9-Up. Um, I know people were so pissed, for, oh, I, I didn't read on 9-Up, they're so unknown, but I think those characters were, because you weren't expecting much from them, so they became more interesting for the game. Yeah, I remember first watching... Um star wars and i saw nyan numb and i was just like man he looks awesome <laughs> and he <laughs> he is my favorite character in star wars and has been for a while like he's the flabby fan- pancake face man yeah exactly <laughs> it's just um and like his language when he's talking with uh, lando is just so funny <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i like i like that he got a small cameo in uh in the force awakens as well <laughs> yeah um, that that was awesome to see, and uh, actually, we had a long time ago. We actually had a listener of our podcast. He actually is friends with the guy who plays Nyanum. Oh man, you gotta get him on the on the podcast. Imagine having. <laughs> yes, that would be so awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it was um, episode twelve one year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was so cool. Like, and before that, our brother he's really into puppets, and he was watching this guy on YouTube making puppets. And then we get a an email from this guy. It's like, hey, I would like to be on your podcast, uh, talk about Battlefront certain aspects. And then we find out that he's the guy that my brother's been watching build puppets. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> that coincidence, though. <laughs> so that that was awesome to see if you'd like to listen to the rest of this episode you can go over to youtube.com slash battlefront updates to catch the part two on elliot's channel